0: Good afternoon, Kyle.
1: Good afternoon, Mike.
0: Well, this topic of the week for this Wednesday's podcast, we're starting off with the three QBs that each of us think will have new homes in 2023. I'm starting it off with Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo will not be a 49er next year. Trey Lance will be healed. Jimmy Garoppolo this year, he has good stats. Uh, Passing yards, he's thrown a little over 2,400. He does have 16 touchdowns and only four interceptions for Trey Lance going out in week one. He's doing great. He did great last year for the 49ers. They still have some equity in him. They're going to trade him off, get some good round picks or beef up the offense a little bit more, even though they've been doing a lot with that, or even possibly the defensive line. I think they'll pop that up a little bit more and dump some more into Trey Lance. And if Brock Purdy keeps playing the way he is, they pay him pennies on the dollar. Why wouldn't they dump a little bit more into them and uh, be able to get some stuff back from Jimmy Garoppolo? Because I think he's 36 years old. But he's getting up there in age, so I, I, I think that uh, they they still have some some uh, some worth in them that they can get out of them. What do you think about that, Kyle? Hello, Kyle.
1: Oops, sorry about that. I was muted. Right,
0: yeah. um,
1: Jimmy G's only thirty-one. So he's still got some tread on the tires. I think he's he's set up to have another get another deal. Um I agree with you that a 49ers quarterback is going to be released, but I don't think it's Jimmy G. I think it's going to be Trey Lance. And the reason I say that is Jimmy G he got he got put in a pretty awkward situation this past year where The team essentially said, hey, we don't want you practicing with us. This is Trey Lance's team. And they tried shipping him around to a few different places, none none of which worked out. And then we have Trey Lance getting injured early on in the season. And there's Jimmy G. You know, he didn't – there was no ego about it. He just stepped in, played really good football up until his injury – but you know, I think Jimmy's going to stick around in in, the, in uh, San Francisco just for the fact he's he's shown that he's willing to be a team player. I think with Trey Lance, he didn't he was not ready to play last year. He kind of showed that in the few glimpses that we saw him. This year he played. It was it, it was good. It wasn't great by any means. But now, Mike, you look at the situation with Brock Purdy playing, they've already got a larger sample size with Brock Purdy playing than they have Trey Lance. So if I'm the 49ers, you kind of got – I think I think Brock's going to keep up his high level of play. So I think what you're looking at is you're getting a bigger sample size of Brock. It looks like he's a known commodity, barring that he doesn't have a dramatic falloff. It looks like he's a known commodity that he's going to continue to play solid ball. I think he's an upgrade from Jimmy G just from the way that he's played thus far. I think they're going to release Trey Lance. I think it's going to be, it's not quite like a Josh Rosen Kyler Murray situation in Arizona because Trey Lance has been there for two years, but I could see them dumping Trey Lance off to a team that thinks he could, they can fix Trey Lance. Not that Trey Lance needs any fixing, but I just think a team will see Trey Lance's potential. And I think the 49ers will get some nice uh, value in return, whether it be trades for draft picks or another player. But I think, uh, I think that's the route the 49ers are going to go myself.
0: Well, following that quarterback, I can, I, I can see what you mean about Trey Lance, but it's going to be interesting to see how things happen at the end of the year with the 49ers.
1: Yeah, My. yeah, really, their playoff run and Brock's level of play, because I don't think they're going to start Jimmy G if he comes back. I think I think they're going to roll with Brock. But, I agree. Yeah, we'll find so, out. It'll be interesting to see. I, we can both agree, though. The three quarterbacks on the 49ers roster will not be the three 49ers quarterbacks rolling in the next year.
0: Nope. Following that, I have... The GOAT himself, some may say, Tom Brady. He will not be a Buccaneers next year. He has pretty much made it clear that he's not going to retire. And I think he really wants to solidify. I, I know he knows he's the GOAT, but uh, with him having his personal issues outside of football, he's got nothing else to lose, I don't think. And I think he's going to try to drag another team up and see if he can get this another Super Bowl with a dead team. Um, Tom Brady, this has been a poor year this year. I think he's around, he's a little under 4,000 passing yards, if I'm not mistaken, and he's got 20 touchdowns and seven interceptions. It's not, it's not a highlight year by no means, but... They're still at the top of their conference. They're plugging away. I think he's going to be going to a different team next year and seeing what he can do there and bringing a huge following with him. Exactly what he did with the Buccaneers. With I know Antonio Brown situation happens, but Leonard Fournette bringing Gronkowski, pretty much calling his own shots. I want this guy, this guy, this guy. They built an extreme team around him. It was an older team. Buccaneers could get them all for cheap. I mean, they still had great cap space with Tom Brady coming over there for next to nothing. Um, I, I, I can see another team team doing that. You know, Maybe even the Colts. I don't think Matt Ryan's going to be around a lot longer. Um, they don't have much into him. I could see Tom Brady maybe going to the Colts or something like that to see what they can do.
1: Yeah, so I've also got Tom Brady on my list. I'm glad you brought him up. Really, you know, the stats that he's put up this year with the cast around him, he really hasn't had a full a full cast of characters around him this year. And he's still putting up decent numbers. And one thing, you know, I make fun of Tom Brady. The year that they had their Super Bowl run, it was like watching Christian Ponder out there. It was five-yard pass after five-yard pass after five-yard pass. This year, Tom, he still shows, and I'm, I'm giving him credit he still shows the ability to throw the ball downfield and i i tip my cap to that honestly when he first went to the bucks and he was playing the 5-yard 5-yard pass game i just said not nah, this guy's washed you know the other, everyone around him is propping him up but now that he's kind of down on players he is uh, he is showing that the the, the gaslight might be on, but he still got a little bit, a little bit in the tank left. Um, Mike, I don't, I don't know. I can't see him going to the Colts. I feel like that fan base would revolt just with Jim Jimmer's decision making and the quarterbacks that they've brought in since Andrew Luck. I, you know, we hear rumblings about the Raiders. I, you know. The league, I feel like, is desperate to have a winner in Vegas, kind of like when the Vegas Golden Knights came on the scene and went to the Stanley Cup Finals their first year out. I could see him going to the Raiders. I also would not be surprised. And this might make you physically ill. It would probably make me physically ill, too. Mike, what if he goes back to the Pats?
0: So I could see that
1: Mac Jones has
0: not
1: he's not setting the world on fire by any means. Does him and Daddy Bill reunite for one last reunion tour?
0: So with him going to Robert Kraft's wedding. And people can say all they want to about Tom Brady's potential bad blood with Bill Belichick or whatever. They made a dynasty together. And Bill hasn't had a decent quarterback, a truly decent quarterback, since Tom Brady left. And he's not doing terrible by no means. He's had a bunch of no-name receivers like they always have had. A, a rough defense, it's, their, their defense is no great shakes. And he's still been able to pull together wins. They're no, no means the less team in the NFL I could see Tom Brady going back there, signing a two-year deal, trying to grab one more Super Bowl, bring in some kind of doing the same buildup that he did with the Buccaneers, bringing well, he, back you, even the same thing he did with the Pats.
1: You take minimal <laughs> money, just hey, pay the guys around me, surround me
0: with talent, exactly, and see what he can do. And and with that being said, there's already been uh, wide receivers. Um, Danny Amendola already said he would come out of retirement for him. I could, this is, this is a huge long shot, but I could see Julian Endelman maybe coming out and maybe not even coming out of retirement to help play, but coach and do one more last run with everybody that helped. And, and I, I I could see a big bond and, and following around Tom Brady, going back to the Patriots to do one last run and then him retiring as a Patriot as well. I think that would solidify his career. You were just mentioning all
1: of those old guys coming out of retirement or being around just makes me physically ill. I don't, <laughs> I don't need to see those people again. Just like, I, know don't, I don't happen. need to see Tom Brady. I know it'll happen. I don't have to like it <laughs> and I don't like it, but I agree. You'll see people coming out of the woodwork, you know, people trying to bust out of the retirement home one last time to play with Brady. So
0: Gronkowski will be there for a reunion.
1: No, he's done. Gronk will not come back. He is done. He might be around, but he's not playing.
0: It'll be, it'll be something interesting to see, but I could truly see it for all All you betting folks out there. I'd say that's a decently safe bet. Tom Brady back on the Patriots two-year contract. Who do you got for your number three, Mike? Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford is my number three. He's got a Super Bowl ring now. He had a great... Well, I'll be easy on the great season last year. Uh, he, I Correct me if I'm wrong, Kyle, but he did tie Trevor Lawrence last year for the most interceptions in the regular season.
1: Yeah, he was up there.
0: He had a lot. So, but he did... Great leadership, led the Rams to a Super Bowl. He got his his career is engraved now. He's got everything he's wanted. This year, I mean, for what he's played, he had a little over 2,000 passing yards, 10 touchdowns, and eight interceptions. Baker Mayfield can put those numbers up with the talent that he has. Cooper Cup, Cam Akers, Skoronek out there, Van Jefferson. It doesn't take an all-star receiver. And the coaching staff is quite amazing. Sean McVay has had a great team, done great things for years. You don't need a Matt Stafford anymore. With his injuries that he's played through, everybody's seen the highlights. And his spinal issue right now, I He's either going to go to a team. They're going to trade him away, get some decent picks, third, fourth round pick. Send him away. Help out another team, like the Panthers, the Browns. I keep saying the Colts, the Texans, some team like that. that can you know flourish under him and have a building around him. And uh, not the Browns. The okay. Browns Have Deshaun now. Well, I they dumped a lot of money into him. That's the only reason they're keeping him. <laughs> but I, I think, I think we're going to see a different quarterback for the Rams next year.
1: Yeah, I think I think if anything, Stafford retires. I mean, with his family and the history of injuries, like you said, you know this late this latest injury, no, no, two concussions this year. There's no. There's a lot of questions around his elbow and the procedures that he had in the preseason leading up to this year. I could see Stafford. I could see Stafford calling it a career. He's, you know, he led the Lions for several years. Didn't didn't have the success he wanted there. Obviously, goes to the Rams, gets a Super Bowl. Really just, you know, put a stamp on a really solid career. I don't know if it, I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer. Not all Super Bowl winners are Hall of Famers, but he's definitely he's definitely made a nice career for himself.
0: And he's had um, a crazy fucking career. He's a he, brute.
1: He is a brute. There's no nobody can question Matt Stafford's toughness. So, yeah, I think he retires. I I do think I agree. I think he I think he'll be gone. I don't think he'll be playing for the Rams next year. Um my number 3 is a guy who's got one year left on his contract. This team has drafted a quarterback that was viewed as potentially his replacement. It's Ryan Tannehill. I think, bar- barring what happens in the AFC South race, Titans have been slipping. If the Jags clip them at the end of this year, they may they may be in the playoffs hunt still or they might i believe they'd still be in wild card contention um actually nope check that they're seven and seven right now so they'd actually fall out if if they uh if the jags clip them but this team is just they're going nowhere fast mike i think they i think they had their run um they brought in malik willis you know, Malik was pretty t- touted that he could have been a first rounder. He ended up going, I believe, in the third round to Tennessee. He's Malik's raw. There's no, I'm not telling you he's gonna be a. He's gonna come in and set the world on fire. He's not. But I could, I could see the Titans blowing things up and trading Tannehill. I could see Tannehill going to a team like Carolina, and I think that might be. Because David Tepper, the owner of the Panthers, he wants to win right now. And I don't think he's going to have the patience for drafting a quarterback. Hence his Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold moves in the past, bringing Cam Newton back. I think he wants a quarterback that he feels a ready-made product. And I feel like Tannehill would fit that criteria. So to me, I think the Titans are getting ready to tear this thing down. I think they're going to ship off Derrick Henry see what they can get for picks there. I think they'll ship off Tannehill and I think they're going to, I think they're going to start a, start a rebuild process. I think Vrabel, you know, I've talked about him before I Vrabel could lead my team any day of the week. I think, I think with Vrabel leading, I think those guys will be able to turn do a rebuild and turn things around quicker than most. But I just, I just think the blooms off the rose on this current roster and I think they're going to blow it up.
0: So I'm going to, I, I'm going to agree with you that Ryan Tannehill will not be there anymore this year or not or next year, because I think it just came in earlier today. Um, Ryan Tannehill may be, or is out for the season. Oh, really? Yes. I didn't hear that. Yes. So he's had a decent year so far. Uh, 2,500 passing yards, 13 touchdowns, six interceptions, but I could, I, I agree with you. I think they may ship him out because they do have players to build around. They, and I don't agree with you about the, but I, I do not agree with you about them getting rid of Derrick Henry because I've been saying it every year and I've been wrong every year. He, there's no way he can do this next year. And then he does it again. Oh, there's no way he can do it this year. And then he does it again. They need a building block around him. And I think if they get a decent quarterback in there, they can throw the ball. And I'm going to take a pause on this really quick, Kyle. One hour ago, CBS Sports, Titans' Ryan Tannehill most likely out for the season with ankle injury per report. Oh, wow. So it's Malik's turn. We're going to see what he can do. Derrick Henry's in the backfield. If the Titans can show that they can play and beat the Jags, which who have uh, Trevor Lawrence has been playing phenomenal. um, I think Tannehill's going to be finding a new home next year. He's still young. He's got some left in the tank. His stats are not terrible by no means. You know, middle of the road, 13 passing touchdowns, six interceptions, I'd say roughly around a – 65% passer percentage. It's not yeah. terrible. Yeah.
1: I, I I, mean, Derek Henry, he's also, he's on the same program as uh, Tannehill. He's got one year left on his deal. I just, I just, oh, do you think Henry's going to demand a lot of money? You know, we know he's good. And if he does, if he, <clears throat> excuse me, we know he's good. I, I think he's going to be looking to get the bag again, Mike. And I just don't know if the Titans he's going are going to, to. be willing. I, 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 he'll get it. I don't know if the Titans are going to be the one to do it. Because, you know, let's take a, uh, to, a Todd Gurley example. Dominant. And then one day, dead. Not literally, but physically, his knee just no more. That's, I mean, running back, you know, they don't fade away into oblivion, it seems like. It seems like they're great or they're awful. So I don't know if the Titans would want to risk, you know, getting stuck holding the bag for a guy that can only average like 1.8 yards carry in his later years. So, I mean, yes, Derek has – he has defied what we know about running backs usually, but I just – I see the Titans letting him go. I see the Titans letting letting Tannehill go and starting their rebuild.
0: It's going to be interesting, that's for sure.
1: No doubt. All right, so with that, we talked about the playoffs a little bit with the Titans. Let's, uh, let's get into the playoff conversation. We've got some pretty interesting battles here. Three weeks left in the season. Both the AFC and the NFC, far, far from over as far as which teams are going to be uh holding the wild cards. We kind of got an idea of the divisions, how they're going to turn out. But uh, Mike, let's start out with the AFC. You've got uh, right now your current wild card spots. you got Baltimore, nine and five. You've got the Chargers, they're eight and six. Miami, they're eight and six. And then you've got New England and the Jets, at seven and seven. And then you've got a host of teams at six and eight, including the resurgent Jacksonville Jaguars um you got the raiders hanging in there and then you somehow it doesn't feel like these teams should be 6 and 8 but you got cleveland and pittsburgh both hanging in there at 6 and 8
0: yes sir so
1: of the teams that are in right now baltimore the chargers in miami do you see one of those three teams slipping up bad enough here in the last 3 weeks to lose lose out on a uh, a playoff berth
0: baltimore you think so? Yep. I know they play the Falcons next. Uh that's their week 16 matchup. I think they'll beat the Falcons, but um
1: yeah, wrapping up their season, they got the they got the Falcons, they've got the Steelers and they're at the Bengals.
0: Yep. Uh, I think the Steelers will beat them and the Bengals will beat them. Chargers I don't know what happened to Justin Herbert the last two games, but he's looking how he was last year. Um I he's think He's listening
1: little... to the pod, Mike.
0: I, I think so, because I think last year they should have beat the Raiders out. I think they should have gone, played the Bengals at home. Um, the Chargers are doing it. I think the Dolphins are going to surpass the Ravens. Now, biased, uh, I think the, they're going to lose to the Packers, but I think after that they're going to you know, do great after. But <laughs> um, I, I think the Ravens are going to be the team to fall out of the AFC.
1: Yeah, I, I could honestly see that. And especially look at the chargers last three games. They play the Colts, the Rams and the Broncos. That's
0: that's a guarantee almost. Yeah. That's,
1: that's a pretty favorable schedule. Baltimore. There's some questions. You might be getting Lamar back here this week. Um, if not next week, but yeah, the Baltimore's looking vulnerable. Now, John Harbaugh, he's a good coach.
0: Um, the Dolphins have the hardest schedule coming up, though. Packers, Patriots, and Jets. If the Baltimore Ravens get their boy back, they might be able to make a push for the rest, but they have no you know, easy going forward. Chargers are the only ones with, you might as well just give them the spot.
1: All right, so... Let's let's roll with your scenario. If Baltimore. If Baltimore slips, who takes their place in the playoffs? That's currently out right now. Um, you've got New England. You've got the Jets. You've got the you've got the Jags, and then you've got Raiders, Browns, Steelers.
0: Jaguars are taking that spot. You think so? Oh, I know so. Confidence watching them the last two games Trevor Lawrence is doing amazing i mean the be, being able to be under the pressure that they're in and to keep on going it's i i didn't think it was going to be his year but he's he's really
1: he's really he's turning into a nice out. nfl quarterback
0: yeah and i mean he he's doing great so far With, I mean, 500 attempts throwing the ball, 330 completions, 66% completion rating. He's already thrown for over 3,500 yards. Yeah, good shot. shot. He'll go over
1: 4,000 this year.
0: And 24 passing touchdowns and only 7 interceptions to last year, 17 interceptions and only 12 touchdowns, totally flipped the stat line.
1: Yeah, I like
0: 180.
1: I like what they're building down there. Doug Peterson's doing a nice job. Uh, I believe they've got some nice draft capital too here for this upcoming draft. Um yeah, Jags will be tough. They've got the they're playing the Jets. Uh Thursday night football. We'll be picking that game here in a bit. Then they play at Houston and then what could be for, depending on how things shake out, what could be for the AFC South playing the Titans. So yeah, it's it'll be interesting to see. I think Jacksonville, if they get in,
0: and plus you know, Doug Peterson,
1: want... oh, go ahead, Mike.
0: Doug Peterson, after getting his thirty-two cheesecakes at the Eagles sent him, I think there's no other there's no other way around it. I think yeah, you can't you can't lose with thirty-two
1: cheesecakes on, exactly. the, on the facility. You exactly. give those to your O line and your D line, unstoppable.
0: There's zero Three. sacks coming next game.
1: They're gonna be so jacked up on sugar they're gonna be playing out of their minds <laughs> Jags by 40
0: yeah, exactly that's why I think I think they're gonna be taking Baltimore spot the Jaguars
1: all right well with that being said then let's move over to the NFC and this is this is even tighter than the AFC we've got three teams right now with seven wins apiece seven. Currently, the Washington Commanders hold the final playoff spot, final wild card spot. They're seven, six, and one. You've got the Giants above them at eight and five, and you got Dallas, who's already locked up the uh, locked up one of the wild card spots at ten and four. Mike, you got Seattle, you got Detroit. Both of them have seven wins. You've got Green Bay just. Just staying alive, which I know breaks your heart. (laughs) And then you've got you've got the NFC South. They're all still technically alive at five and nine, but they're going to need some help. So, Mike, we've got the Giants, we've got the Commanders. They're in right now. Are one of those two getting bumped, or are both getting bumped?
0: So, Giants are going to be bumped. Washington's going to be bumped. Really, Washington is doing great, but I think next year's their year. I think, you know what, Washington. Will, I'm going to change that. Giants are bumped. No, I'm. I'm sorry. Giants are going to stay. Washington will be bumped. Lions will fill a spot. Seattle's not going to be able to make it the rest of the year. They're playing the Chiefs next. Geno started out hot. I haven't seen much. Kenneth Walker finally died off a little bit. Oh, I think yeah, he he's rushed out for, for less than 30 yards. Yeah,
1: he was out. He's, he came back last week. I'm sorry.
0: Yep. I think he rushed for less than 30 yards. And I think the Lions are going to fill a spot. The Giants, the Giants are going against the Vikings next week. Um, The Vikings have showed that they are – 2020s Pittsburgh Steelers but for some odd reason they keep pulling out those last 10 second wins with the field goals their final drives I last week was an extreme anomaly being down 33 points 33 yeah. to0 at halftime and coming back and scoring 39 I, I'm sorry 36 unanswered points Colts grabbed a field goal to get 36 to 36. And for the Vikings to go down in OT and kick a field goal, I don't know what happened there. Vikings have had too many fourth quarter and OT wins. A team's going to catch them up. I don't know who it's going to be. The Lions are doing something that I've never seen in a while, and everybody had their doubts about Jared Goff. But to throw already 3,300 passing yards, 22 touchdowns, and seven interceptions in their running game to be great. Jeff Okuda came out of the grave. (laughs) They're doing amazing. I hate to say it, but Lions are filling the spot. The Packers are going to make a push. If the Packers beat the Dolphins, if they beat the Dolphins, and if they do, I think the NFC is going to really get even tighter than what we're at now. And this is extremely tight is how I see it.
1: Yeah, it could come down to that week set week eighteen matchup in Lambo where we will have boots on the ground at that game. Packers, Lions, that could come down to uh the playoff spot.
0: Exactly. And... But
1: I think I think we're gonna see a shakeup this weekend. You talk about we get Washington is uh they're playing – well, Seattle's playing the Chiefs this weekend. And Washington, Washington plays the 49ers. The Brock Purdy effect. Yeah. I, I, With the Lions playing Carolina, I think the Lions get that win. And if Washington and Seattle both lose, that's going to move the Lions into the number seven spot with two games left. on. There. And they got the Bears and the Packers left on their schedule after the Carolina game this weekend. Yep. So, yeah, it's – everything's in front of the Lions – Definitely, you know, as we've heard, the sound bites from Dan Camp- Campbell after the Bills game. It was a six-game season. They're 3-0 and right now, looking to get to 4-0, and and they're taking it one game at a time.
0: They're so, biting uh, these caps out. Yes. I think, uh, man,
1: I, I think it's going to happen. I pray it happens. I think the Lions are going to fill that seventh spot. And I also agree that I think Washington is going to lose out, as I stated last week. Between the Giants and the Commanders, whoever wins that game, I felt like had secured their spot. And with the Giants surprisingly taking that game, uh, I think I think they're in the driver's seat. They've got uh, they've got the Colts left on their schedule. They've got the Vikings this week, which we're in, we're going to be picking up picking here very quickly. To both, like you said, with the Vikings, neither the Vikings or the Giants feel like a real NFL team. Like that, you don't look at them as earth burners. And one of them's going to have to win this weekend. I don't think they'll tie. And then, yeah, Giants have the Colts. I think that I think they uh, I think they beat the Colts, and I think the Giants will be able to handle the Eagles because I would imagine the Eagles will be resting a good majority of their starters. Oh yeah,
0: there's no reason to. Plus, Jalen Hurts is injured. I. Gardner Minshew, the goat, the second goat.
1: Yup, Minshew's not going to handicap that. It's not going to be a dramatic decrease in quarterback play going from Jalen Hurts to uh, Gardner Minshew.
0: No, I, I, I think a little, he... little more pocket,
1: little more uh, pocket passing, little less scrambling. But Gardner, he'll be fine.
0: I uh, think do they you think being...
1: is Tampa going to wrap up the NFC South? Do you think they, you think they hold on, or do you think they're going to get clipped?
0: Tampa South. Yeah, it's
1: time. I think so too. I think I think they'll make it and they get bounced in whoever they play in the first round. Which right now, if it were to be if they played today, they'd be playing Dallas and Dallas would murder
0: them. Yeah, and their their next game's against the Cardinals. Cardinals um Colt McCoy's not even starting from so you got Kyler Murray and Colt McCoy out. Yeah. They yeah. just pulled Josh uh yeah, they just pulled Josh Rosen, correct? No, again? that would that'd be the Vikings that pulled Oh, the Josh. Vi- I'm sorry, I, yeah, the Vikings pulled Josh Rosen again.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, we we don't even know. We got some guy probably off the street playing for Arizona. So (laughs) yeah, yeah, I think, I think Tampa will wrap it up too. And then so, okay. Well, with that, you know, good talk. Hopefully, uh, I'm sure we'll be revisiting this topic week by week, just taking a quick glance at what's going on, but, uh, let's get into the picks. So we'll start off with the little Thursday night football, two teams still in the playoff hunt. You got the Jags going to the Jets. Jets favored by one and a half, despite Zach Wilson at quarterback. Corey Davis, Denzel Mims, both questionable. Mike, how do you see it playing out?
0: Jags are taking them by three. Doug Peterson's the head coach. He knows what it's like to coach in the cold. They're they're going up there. Trevor Lawrence is hot. Um, they've been unstoppable. This last couple of weeks. Jags are taking them. Yeah. I, we saw what Miami did going up to the bills. They did phenomenal. There's no, there's no reason that the Jaguars can't take them out. The jets have been playing bad. Zach Wilson didn't do anything last week. They've been relying on, I mean, Mike white. He came in. He did great. They, yeah, he's out again this week. Yep. He is. I, I, I don't I don't see I don't see the uh, the bills being able to pull it off, or I'm sorry, the the jets being able to pull it off.
1: Yeah, I think the jags are going to take it as well. I think the yeah, I agree with you. Jags will cover the one and a half. Jags need this game. You got if they want to stay alive in the AFC South, you know yeah. Tennessee. They're playing the Titans this weekend, so you'd assume that that'd be a victory for Tennessee. So Jags. They need to keep up. So I think uh I think Doug Peterson hypes the guys up. You know, the Jets their defense is really good. They hold they it will not be a high scoring game, but I think I said it last week that if the Lions could get to twenty one that they'd win. And they got to twenty and they won't. So I think it's gonna be a similar thing with the Jags. Jags get to twenty one, I think they've got it. So uh yeah, give me the Jags. Game number two you got the New York Football Giants headed to Minnesota. Vikings favored by four. You got two teams we talked about. We don't feel like either team is what their record indicates they are, but yet here we are this late in the season. What are you thinking Mike?
0: Giants are pulling that one out. You no think- Vikings, Vikings will pull that one out. Giants aren't going to because Daniel Jones is starting to feel the hot seat. He's never been prepared for it. I think the Vikings are going to take it. Saquon Barkley is their only hope. Uh, uh, Darius Slayton, only all-star wide receiver we got going right now. Kenny Galladay is a bust. Shepard's down. There's not much going on for the Giants. Vikings are going to take it.
1: Yeah. Those are good points. I feel like the Giants are going to get one here. I think the Giants are going to pull off a road win.
0: I hope. And I hope this shows the crumbling Vikings team because every win has been such a fourth quarter OT anomaly from Kirk Cousins' QB sneak to what happened last week. No name teams are putting up such. I yeah, mean, the Vikings. Colts score thirty three points in the first half.
1: Yeah, the Vikings defense is not their average at best, and I don't know. I'm hooked on a feeling. I feel like Giants, I Giants snipe them. So, I I have no analysis to back that up. I'm just hooked on a feeling. So
0: <laughs> it's it's gonna be uh, it's gonna gi- be interesting.
1: Yep, give me the Giants. Game number three, the Bengals going to New England, playing the Patriots. Bengals favored by three.
0: Oh, yeah. Bengals are going to – Bengals are winning by seven plus. Joe Burrow almost notching already at the 4,000 passing yards. Joe Mixon's back. P. Ryan being a, a great backup. T. Higgins with almost a 1,000 reception yards already. And Von Bell alone with four interceptions, their offense and their defense are complementing each other greatly. And their backups to all positions are doing great. When Jamar Chase is down, T. Higgins helps out so much. And t- same thing with Tyler Boyd. Hayden Hurst is coming out of nowhere to help out even more. The- they got every base covered. The Bengals are taking it.
1: Yeah, the Bengals play a lot of complimentary football. They're they're looking better than their Super Bowl team from last year. And if you remember, their last year, their team just kind of was kind of floating around. They weren't. I think they were about seven and four, and then all of a sudden they got hot and they started rolling. And this year's team, they're starting to warm up too. But they're, you know, they got all phases of the game this this season, whereas last year was
0: more offense. Um, Kyle, and and I I don't mean to cut you off here really quick, but and who knows? Maybe Jacoby Myers going to throw the ball back to Von Bell and uh, or Logan Wilson, and he and he gets a touchdown at the end of the game to win it.
1: Well, I think Jacoby might have. I think he might be finishing his walk, his trip back from uh, Vegas today. Because I'm pretty sure he had to walk back. Probably. He might have taken an Uber. Who knows? But he was They'll not. On, he was not on the team plane. This game, it's looking like it's going to be cold. It's looking like there's going to be uh, potential of snow. Patriots fighting for their playoff lives. Bengals are hot. Bengals are high flying. Joe Mixon, he's a bruiser. But you know what, Mike? Ramondre Stevenson, he is also a bruiser. He is. And I think I think the Patriots are gonna to look to redeem themselves last week. Their defense is solid and they're kind of playing in their element. I'm gonna take the Patriots.
0: You're taking the Patriots, interesting. I'm
1: taking the Patriots. I think they're fighting for their playoff lives. I think uh, you know they want to they want to put the pressure on Miami. You know they're gonna Miami's playing on uh, Christmas Day, New England Christmas Eve. I think if uh, New England get to eight wins, I mean they'll be right tied with Miami. Miami will have a little more pressure on them going to that Green Bay game. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna take the Patriots.
0: Kyle. Ramondre's their only hope. Jacoby's a good receiver. He made a mistake last week, and I know he's probably going to come out with vengeance. But for Ramondre, he's middle of the road, all the way down. Attempts. He's got 183 attempts, tied for 12. 14 yards, tied for 12. Only five touchdowns. And he, he does average five yards a carry, but that's their only offense. Mac Jones has been mediocre to say the best. And well, I don't think I don't think
1: Mac's going to have to put up a ton of air yards. I think it's going to be more of a ground and pound type game. And I don't care how much the team has struggled as of late. Bill Belichick and a snowy day in December in Foxborough, you're going to bet against him. That's that's a tough ask, Mike.
0: Well, I guess everybody's going to have to tune in next Wednesday to see who was all uh, right.
1: Yes, this is the first time our picks have differed thus this, this much so far. So, with that, we'll see how we're how we're, what we're thinking here for the fourth game, America's game of the week, Saturday night, Eagles Cowboys, Cowboys favored by five, at Jerry World.
0: Take it away, Mike. Uh the only reason the uh, the. Cowboys are favorited is because of Jalen Hurts' situation right now. I'm a firm believer in that. The Eagles are too well rounded team right now. Um,
1: so, real quick, what would be the, if Hurts was playing, if it was a surefire thing that Hurts was playing, what, what do you think that line would be? You think Cowboys would still be favored or you think they'd give it to the Eagles?
0: I think it's a one and a half line. Still leaning Cowboys? No, Eagles favorited.
1: Oh, see, I'd, I think it's still lean. I think it'd lay Cowboys. But I think that one and a half is a good number. I think Cowboys would be favored by one and a half, but
0: it's Dak Prescott hasn't been showing me anything. And it's now Tony Pollard, if they can get Tony Pollard going, and the only reason I start out with Tony Pollard instead of Ezekiel Elliott is I truly think Tony Pollard's the number 1 receiver if it wasn't for money. Running back or I'm sorry, running back uh, Ezekiel Elliott's the number two running back in my eyes. If they can get both of them going, Ezekiel Elliott on the in the uh, red zone, even getting towards down to that five yard marker, Ezekiel's got the power to punch it in. Tony Pollard's got that breakaway speed. Uh, Tony Pollard reminds me of a Reggie Bush that can break away a little bit better. And with them, and if CD Lamb can get going. Maybe Michael Gallup. That's the. I know they have so many weapons, but it it drops down to the quarterback. If they started Cooper Rush, I'd give him the win. Huh. Uh, let's not get ahead of ourselves. I, I I with with Jalen Hurts being out, their team is too well rounded. If Gardner Minshew comes in like he normally has, that's. Miles Sanders over a thousand yards already. AJ Brown is over twelve hundred yards. CJ Gardner Johnson's already grabbing six interceptions this year. They're we're back to the Bengals. It's such a great, well rounded team. They've covered everything they could this year. I think uh Yeah, Devonta, Devonta has a big yep. game.
1: He'll go over a thousand yards.
0: <laughs> Your favorite tight end that uh pour one out for your fantasy
1: no, team. yeah we won't talk about the fantasy team but yeah <laughs>
0: dallas goddard not doing me any favors last week he is coming back i they're too well-rounded right now i can't see him beating the cowboys
1: yeah i'm with you mike uh minchu hurts whoever starts like you said you mentioned the weapons Gardner's setting up he if Gardner starts, which I think he will, he's set up for success. Sanders, Brown, Devonta, Goddard coming back. Yeah, I think uh, and plus the Cowboys in December, we know what happens there. They showed they got they got December kicked they uh they got their December kicked off okay, but then last week they remembered, oh yeah, it's the month of December and lost to the Jags. And I think once again, I think the, I think the Eagles are just too good. They could roll out Ian Book at quarterback, and I still think the Eagles would take them. So, uh, yep, give me the Eagles. Uh, I think I think it'll be a field goal type game. I think Eagles grab it late. So Cowboys cover Eagles with the Eagles with the dub.
0: I'm agreeing. I'll agree with you on the uh, on the field goal. All
1: right, last game in a game very near and dear to Mike's heart. We've got the Packers and Dolphins Christmas Day in Miami. Dolphins minus four. You got Tua. You've got Aaron Rodgers. Is Green Bay going to keep their playoff hopes alive, Mike?
0: It's been a while since the Packers have lost a game in December. They're keeping it alive. We got two up-and-coming receivers. Romeo Dobbs is finally back. And I'm a firm believer if we had Romeo Dobbs, Alan Lazard, Christian Watson, and Mr. Randall Cobb.
1: Don't say – I knew you were going to say Randall
0: Cobb. In slot, in slot, nothing more, nothing less, but in slot.
1: With two batteries strapped to his mobility scooter instead of one.
0: But but their Energizer Lithiums, I think they would have done a lot better than we're at this year. If ever. He, he's on it,
1: yeah. I, I think for me, Miami needs this game. I think Tua goes off. Tyreek's been strong. Jalen Waddell's coming into his own. Um. You know Green Bay, they they haven't shown a great ability to stop anybody. It seems like it seems like they operated a bend it but don't break defense, but then they break. So Yeah, I Green Bay is gonna give it their all. They're gonna empty the bag, because this is this game's pretty much their season. But I'm gonna
0: I'm gonna take the Dolphins. It's just hard to take the Dolphins for me, just me, because they're changing at running back so much this year. I mean, Raheem's leading with a little over 700 yards. I know they got Tyreek Hill and Mr. Jalen Waddell, but we have Alexander to cover one of them. If Rasul Douglas can lock, try to lock down, they're not going to lock down either of them. They're going to come out with something. But it's that... I know I'm biased because I'm a Packers fan, but it's going to be a really interesting game to see what happens.
1: Yeah, really, Miami doesn't have a tight end that can burn them. So, I mean, you got you got Gasecki, but... Yeah. That's going to be one thing. I think it's going to come down to Miami's run game because... I do think the Packers know that Hill and Waddle are their bread and butter. I mean, they did pick up Jeff Wilson to help Raheem in the backfield. I think that's really what it's going to come down to. Now, if this game were in green Bay and it was, you know, negative 10 and snow flying, it's a, it's a different game, but I think, I think it's going to come down. It's two desperate teams. I think it's going to be a street fight. I'm, this is going to be a game that everybody needs to be tuned in on Christmas. You know, watch them before your Christmas dinner gets done. And it's going to be a shootout, I feel like. But I I think Miami's going to get the nod.
0: And speaking of weather, pulling up the forecast here. Right now, it's 78 degrees there. Tomorrow, it's going to be 82. Friday, 79. Saturday, 62 with a Sunday of 57. It's going to be a little bit colder than what they're used to, but it's going to be moderate weather.
1: Yeah, it'll be nice football weather.
0: And it's, it's not going to go in anybody's favor weather wise. So it's, it's, it's definitely going to make for an interesting game.
1: I think so. But I think the dolphins come out with the dub.
0: I think it's
1: definitely going to be, I think it's going to be the dolphins are favored by four. I think the uh, Packers cover that. I think it's going to, it's going to be a, one to three point game it's going to come right down to the wire it might come down to a two point conversion who knows but it's I don't see it being more than a field goal game it's going to be a very entertaining one to watch you got Eagles Cowboys Packers Eagles Cowboys the night before wake up with Packers Dolphins you know it's going to be Christmas is spoiling us with uh, some good football this year
0: Yep, I think we all needed it and it's going to be interesting to see how our picks shook out Um, I hope everybody tunes in next week to the post victory formation podcast to listen to more of me and Kyle discuss what we think is going to happen next week. We appreciate everybody and we will see y'all next Wednesday.